Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Semi Pro. I'm Dalton Barrett, and in the studio with me, I have my very good friends, Daniel Savage and Josh Clements. And today, we're talking about Mel Gibson. I mean, we're actually talking about Daddy's Home 2, uh, but there's not really much else to talk about outside of the fact that Mel Gibson is in this movie. Also, just because and, he's the um, best part of the movie. John Cena. John Cena is I in this movie. John Cena. He was in this movie. That was fun. I like John Cena. He's funny. I, I enjoyed he was in, John Cena. He was in I Peacemaker. Even, I even enjoyed Marky Mark in this movie. Honestly, I, yeah, I think I, I enjoyed genuinely everyone in this movie. Especially like, I don't that, think there was a single person or character that I didn't like. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Marky Mark's wife. Yeah, I, but I didn't she, like her, I didn't like her kinda, at first, but then she she had a nice little she did have a character arc that wasn't no, a character she, arc. She was just always nice. I don't she know. She was just nice she, the she whole time. Also, <laughs> right. She kind of like she didn't she have just she just much. had social anxiety, I think. <laughs> she didn't well, I mean, she wasn't like a, a great character or anything, but she wasn't an awful character. Right. No. Well, you're just supposed to hate her throughout the movie, but then at the end you're supposed to like her. Um, I liked the two standout characters from this movie are Mel Gibson and yes. uh, Mark Wahlberg's daughter, who is playing Mel Gibson. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> because it's incredible to see this eight-year-old girl, nine, ten-year-old girl, just doing her best Mel Gibson impression. <laughs> it's a shame that Mel Gibson in real life is, uh, you know, an awful person. <laughs> the <I think>. worst. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> In this movie, he he is fantastic. Yeah, this this movie made me think that I love Mel Gibson when in fact I hate <laughs> Mel Gibson. I was about to say we need should address the elephant in the room, but it's been well addressed, so we're good. Um, right. Mel Gibson is a horrible person, um, and we're going to talk. Daddy's about Home him. Two is great, and I love it. <laughs> we're going to talk about Mel Gibson very positively <laughs> because I don't remember his character's name, and as we're breaking down the uh, plot, I'm just going to be calling um, him Mel Gibson. It was Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. That's ah, what it, was. it was Kurt. That's my father-in-law's name. <laughs> um, Your father-in-law father -in was, was Mel Gibson. Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> but as we do the breakdown, we're probably just going to be calling everybody by their real names as opposed to by their names in the movie. Right. Except um, for the children who will just be referred to as little girl, <laughs> little boy, and slightly older little girl. And Dylan. I did get <laughs> right, Dylan. Yes. Finally got Dylan. Um... <laughs> But Wake yeah. up, babe. New Dylan <laughs> But throughout this, throughout this, this movie was picked as like a, well, we got to have four of these Mark Wahlberg movies. What are some bad Mark Wahlberg movies? And this was on like every list of bad Mark Wahlberg's worst movies. I just don't get it. It, it definitely shouldn't be, you know? It's, I think this, this is, is right. This is one of Mark Wahlberg's best movies, if you ask me. I mean, it was I mean, definitely, yeah. it was definitely better than Transformers. It's definitely the best Mark Wahlberg movie we've watched for the Marky Mark sweep. <laughs> and it probably is the best one right. that we will watch for the sweep. It's also the best movie starring both Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. That uh, is true. That is certainly true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know that anyone will disagree with that. Um, so yeah, plot breakdown. What happens in Daddy's Home 2? 
Uh, Daddy Daddy's Daddy home. is home. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we do open in this movie with Daddy already being home, as opposed to coming home. But Granddaddy is coming home in this movie. Um, so we open with a parenting montage of Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, sort of um, piggybacking off of the back of the first movie, which I haven't seen in probably 15, 20 years or so. I just, right. I just haven't seen since it. well before it came out, which is yeah. <laughs> a very impressive feat. I can see, I can see through, through time. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, they're they're parenting and they're doing a pretty good job at it. They got this nice bromance going on, uh, despite the fact that Mark Wahlberg appears to be playing like a, like a guy fresh out of prison, and Will Ferrell is the dad you see at school when you're picking up your kids who gets there before you and takes your spot in line. Like he's the competition my, uh, dad. Which my it, favorite my favorite point of it all was when Mark uh, Will Ferrell dropped off a coffee for Marky Mark and they had a nice moment. And then Marky Mark tells someone behind him he's going to break his teeth. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. great. I, I wish there were some more lot. moments like that. And it was it was they, they hot cocoa, of, not they not kind coffee. Of, uh, they kind of give that to John Cena a little bit, like the the nice to his family sort of thing, but then just awful to everyone else. A is he bit, though? John because John Cena is horrible to his family. No, he likes he likes his no, he, daughter, he likes his, his daughter. Ex-wife. That's it. Yeah, but he like snatches her and takes her away at Christmas. Well, yeah, that's because uh, well, we get to that. Yeah, <laughs> right. We'll, um, we'll we'll get that. So it's a it's a hot cocoa, by the way, that Will Ferrell brings him, uh, and that is what happens. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg just like he threatens to snap a guy's ne- or no, what does he say? He says he if you keep like, honking I'll, I'll like punch that, punch you in the teeth. Yeah, you'll need a new set of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Wahlberg is about to turn this guy into a hashtag, and Will Ferrell <laughs> tells him to calm down, and then backs into his car. That's how that happens. Um. They go to a Christmas play together that Mark Wahlberg's daughter, who Will Ferrell is the stepfather of, um, she is singing in this Christmas play. And, and one of the things they have to do is they have to tell like a story or something, like share what they love about Christmas. And this girl's like, well, I really like presents, but I'm sad because my family is split up. I have to do two Christmases. Which I've never heard that from a single divorce kid ever. Right. <laughs> they're, they're always really excited that they get to do two Christmases. Um, but you know, it's fine. So this little so they 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 go home and Will Farrell has the idea to do a joint Christmas together, but Mark Wahlberg takes credit for it because he's horrible right. to his friends. Fine now. No, well he, he came up with the idea together Christmas. <laughs> right. Right. He does name it. Um, so they decide to come together to do one Christmas together so that the children can celebrate in one spot as opposed to having to go both. Um, Will Ferrell's father was already planning on coming for Christmas, which is not really set up. We find that out after we find out Mark Wahlberg's father is coming because he gets a phone call from his dad who says, hey, I'm coming over for Christmas. And then, um... They go to the airport to pick up both of their dads at the same time, and Mel Gibson <laughs> enters as if he's like a Greek god. <laughs> like, like the, the sun changes colors for this guy. The music starts blaring. Every woman in the airport is staring at this man, and it's just Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's so incredible. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was actually before Mel Gibson signed on to be in the movie. 
That's just <laughs> right. him reviving in the country. <laughs> they were filming at an actual airport. Mel Gibson got off <laughs> yeah. the plane, and they were like, we need him for this movie. And they kicked out whoever it was who was going to play Mark Wahlberg's dad just to get it Mel was, Gibson. It was, it was Sully. They got Sully. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they leave the airport. They go home. Or, no, before that, Will Ferrell's dad gets there. He's played by John Lithgow. And then he just kisses Will Ferrell on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, like, just passionately yeah. makes out. Sorry, I thought one of you guys was going to talk, so I took a sip of coffee. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's good. I think it's good to just let people, you know, linger on that. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> he kissed his dad right on the mouth twice. Uh, Mel Gibson makes fun of them, of John Lithgow and Will Ferrell, and he starts kind of just like planting the seed in his son's head that um, Will Ferrell is a weird guy, and he should <laughs> right. make fun I mean, of him he, instead I, of. He, He's kind of right. Yeah, no, he's not wrong. But they're like Will they're best Ferrell friends. is a nice guy, but he's also he's weird, nice, not like not nice, nice, just kind of he's a very odd fella. Weird, he's nice, autistic, <laughs> possibly. I feel like most movie characters come off as autistic, <laughs> right? Right, um, maybe be because we are all autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when George Lucas made Anakin Skywalker autistic? <laughs> I do. Um, so they go home and Mel Gibson discusses parenting with Mark Wahlberg and he's just talking about how like, hey, this Will Ferrell guy, he's going to make your kids unmasculine. He's going to emasculate your son. <laughs> and then it pans out and Will Ferrell's sitting on the couch next to them. That was a pretty funny little bit. <laughs> I was a I like fan that. of that. Um, so Mel Gibson decides... He wants to step in to be the fun grandpa because the grandkids don't <laughs> like him whatsoever. So he books an Airbnb for Christmas. Um, and then they drive five hours up to an Airbnb so they can all be together in one house for Christmas. <sighs> now. And at some, at some point, the grandkids started calling Mel Gibson El Padre. Uh -huh. I don't know when that happened, but it, it happened at some point. It did happen at some it, point. I have no idea it when. Happens, it happens right after he books the Airbnb. Because his whole thing is that he's just Grandpa Kurt and uh, uh, John Lithgow is Pop-Pop or something. Right. Yes. Uh, but where did El Padre come from? Right. That's, that's one of the <laughs> Kurt questions. Kurt Russell is not a Hispanic man. By Kurt Russell, <laughs> I mean Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell I mean, both been, are true. In this role, Kurt Russell would have been quite good, honestly. Maybe that's who they right. got before not, Mel not Gibson as as stumbled on Mel Gibson. Yeah. No, no. Mel, Mel, Mel Gibson is... This is the role Mel Gibson was born to play. Mel Gibson was... He was hijacking a plane to fly it over Israel. And upon doing so, he had to land at the airport that they were filming at. And when he landed... Um, he walked out and all the women just started looking at him and the camera panned and the sun changed. And so they decided to kick Kurt Russell off the set. <laughs> right. Um, and then so, they tried handing a script to Mel Gibson and he just, he, he said, threw no, it no, out. I don't, I don't need that. I guarantee, <laughs> I would borderline guarantee you Mel Gibson did not have a script. He had a basic plot outline and he walked into scenes, heard them talk and gave his rebuttal. And he's <laughs> having a freaking blast doing it too. Like, like there are all these scenes of him, like 
laughing at other people's misfortune. Will Ferrell will get hurt, and it'll just cut to Mel Gibson's reaction shot, and he's just laughing. It's hilarious. That's like half half the movie, is that someone else is in danger. Someone else is getting hurt, and other character is laughing. There's a part where where Will Ferrell creates a weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) Nearly kills like everyone else, and Mel Gibson's just it cuts them out. He's, he's just like recording it, he's taping it on he's his, on his phone. phone, recording it, and laughing. He's filming it for World Star. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of everything Mel Gibson does in this movie. Every single thing that he does. Um, so they get to the Airbnb after the car ride, and Dylan, who is Mark Wahlberg's son, notices yes. his actual son notices this girl. Uh, next door, this little this little girl who is in the Airbnb next door, um, and then that happens, and the parents, both of the dads, try to figure out uh, the talk and who's going to have the talk and how they're going to give him the talk. And uh, Mark Wahlberg wants to teach him how to score, and Will Ferrell wants to use some flashcards to explain his anatomy. Um, and he wants to teach him how to live in the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. but that that doesn't happen until later. But no, he yes. Says that. No, he didn't say he that says, until they're at the Christmas tree, uh, Christmas tree farm. No, no, no. They, oh, yeah, that, that's where this goes down. No, that's this is immediately when they get to the Airbnb. Yeah, when oh, um, no, no, when no, his no. when his stepsister, what's her name, Adrian, uh, is making fun of him. Correct, Adriana. Correct, right. Mark Wahlberg's stepdaughter. Correct, John Cena's daughter. John Cena's daughter. Yes. Correct. So yeah, um, the family has a good old Christmas time together. And there's some Christmasing montages. Um, they're they're or it's not a montage. They're all like playing games in the Airbnb, and they're playing the pools. And um, somebody puts on a song on the jukebox, and it gives Marky Mark Dylan. Like flashbacks. Dylan did that. <laughs> One of Dylan, yeah, he puts on a song on the flashback or a jukebox. Mark yeah. Wahlberg starts to lose his mind with his PTSD flashbacks <laughs> about his dad sleeping with random women throughout his childhood. Um. So it turns out that every major event in Mark Wahlberg's life, his dad has left to go sleep with a woman during. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, he he's worried that his dad's going to ruin Christmas. So he talks to Will Ferrell about it a little bit. And Will Ferrell's like, look, you got to suck it up. And just he's family like he needs to be here. And Mark Wahlberg says, fine. Um, there's a little bit in there where Will Ferrell tells him to look in a mirror. Yeah. I like that bit a lot. <laughs> it was a good it was a good little bit. Um so then they go sledding. The whole family goes sledding together as they're having their good Christmas time. Will Farrell falls off of his sled and his baby goes sledding all by himself. Will Farrell has a baby in this. He doesn't really yes. play much of a part. He well, has yeah. a baby with um Velma. Correct. Clint Barton's right. wife. <laughs> right. Mockingbird. Um, so the baby goes <laughs> sledding alone. Uh, Oscar Isaac shows up at a gun store because Mel Gibson not. takes him to a gun store. <laughs> straight up doesn't. A man with a beard and long hair to a, a very white man <laughs> with a beard. White. Oscar Isaac shows up at a gun store. Okay. <laughs> and um, they, let's see. So Mel Gibson is trying to get Dylan, the son, to buy a gun so that he can take him hunting. Uh, Will Ferrell's like, no, we're not a gun family. But the So they they leave after Oscar Isaac is going to sell them a gun. Uh, and they start decorating the Airbnb for Christmas. This is not the moment the thing happens. Maybe it is the moment. Is this the moment the thing happens? It might be. 
No, I don't think. Maybe it is. They're decorating yeah. the Airbnb for Christmas. Yeah, it is. yeah, I think it's it's like right after. Okay, then so he, he's on the he's on the snowblower and he gets into like an argument with his wife, Will Ferrell. Yeah, no, his his wife his wife goes, "Hey, don't you think your parents are getting divorced?" And <laughs> right, and uh, he says, "No, they they love each other more than I love you." <laughs> right, yeah, and then she storms uh, off. He mm-hmm. he follows her. Let's go of snowblower. It goes and starts sucking up all the lights, and then chaos. And chaos just absolutely ensues. <laughs> He like it's some beautiful, beautiful early two thousand slapstick in the year twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Will Ferrell he falls and he lands on the ground and then the snowblower crushes the car and all throughout this thing it just keeps cutting back to Mel Gibson the whole time and the entire time Mel Gibson is just lo- losing it. He's laughing and he's taping. Well, Mel, it was Mel Gibson and um. Marky Mark's new wife. Yes, they were. She was they, laughing too. Yeah, I'm really surprised there wasn't a bit where Mel Gibson tried to sleep with Marky Mark's new wife. No, no, he's respectful. I think I think that that would have made him a little a little too unlikable. Yeah, but it would have made him yeah, unredeemable. They, they ride the line in this of like, just you know, he's just enough of a of a prick that you don't like him, but, but not enough he, that he's Mel Gibson in real life. <laughs> Right, <laughs> not enough. That he's Mel Gibson hateable, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. I think the interesting thing about Gibson in this movie is he's literally just playing himself. <laughs> he's he's playing a, a more morally upright version of himself. Right. At least he has compassion at the end of yeah. the movie. Um. So uh, we cut now to the middle of the night. Mel Gibson storms into John Lithgow's room, just sweating. Um, and this is the dad thermostat bit. <laughs> Turns out, um, John Cena's daughter has been turning the thermostat up to 85, which is absolutely insane because she likes to sleep with the window open and all of the dads, uh, all of the good dads collectively are upset about, um, about the thermostat being turned up. Mark Wahlberg doesn't really seem to care. Like he does care, but he doesn't know how to bring the hammer down on this girl. <laughs> And um, all of the dads are wearing the same clothes except for Mark Wahlberg because he's the they're outsider. White shirts and boxers. <laughs> yeah. They're all dressed the same except for Mark Wahlberg who's in a gray shirt and um, pajama like, like, pants. sweatpants or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a nice little visual symbolism. <laughs> what it means is that Mark Wahlberg as a dad is an outsider uh, despite the fact that he's really not. <laughs> he's more of a dad than Mo Gibson was. But it's fine because that's 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 the point they were trying to make. Maybe it's visual symbolism, you know. Maybe it's not, you know. Maybe maybe, maybe that's just what he was wearing. What they should have so. done is uh, they should have had John Lithgow and Will Ferrell in like um, in white shirts, Mel Gibson in a black one, and a Marky Mark in a grey to symbolize that he's moving away from Mel Gibson to Will Ferrell. Mm. Mm. And then at the end of the movie. Mark Wahlberg gets a gift from Will Ferrell and he opens up the present and it's a white t-shirt and a pair of boxers. <laughs> Will, Ferrell says, Will Ferrell says, look, what's what's Mark Wahlberg's name in this movie? Uh, I don't know. Dusty. Dave, maybe? Dusty, yeah. <laughs> I thought Will Ferrell was Dusty. No. Dusty, Dusty is the cool sounding name, so that's obviously not mm. Will Ferrell. You're right, you're right. Will I don't Ferrell know what Will Ferrell's name is. He's Will, Brad. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. So Brad gives like Dusty Dad. this present. Dusty opens it. It's a white t-shirt and a pair of boxers. And then Brad says, 
Dusty, now daddy's home. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. Roll credits. End of the movie. (laughs) Uh, So the dads are upset about the thermostat. It's a little, it's a little bit that they do and it's pretty funny i really enjoy it i think that was funny i think yeah um then dylan uh does now we're at the christmas tree farm dylan does not want to talk to his dad about girls and so he instead chooses to talk to will ferrell will ferrell has this talk with him this is when he tells him um to ride the friend zone like just ride (laughs) out the friend zone and you'll be fine eventually you'll land one it's kind of like what he says (laughs) um it's trial and error (laughs) <laughs> right, trial and error. Um, and so Mark Wahlberg overhears this. He gets really upset. He comes in and he starts giving the talk. And I think Mel Gibson at one point like tries to convince this kid to sexually assault a girl. Right. Um, well, I mean, he, he does. He does convince him, but we will get to that. <laughs> right, we'll get to that later. Um, and so he gets nervous. Dylan gets nervous, turns and runs away. Uh, and says that he likes Will Ferrell's advice better. Then M- Mel Gibson convinces Marky Mark to convince Will Ferrell to steal a Christmas tree from the right. woods instead of buying one. And so they go to steal this Christmas tree, and Will Ferrell cuts down a cell phone tower instead. <laughs> <laughs> and it, all, Will Ferrell dies. Wolfell gets killed, and uh, he also causes the 5G infection. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, So he cuts down the cell phone tower. I have in this, Mel Gibson makes it sad, and I don't know why. I think he brings up, like, something about his childhood. He said something, and then, like, sad sad piano music played. Oh, yeah, I remember remember what he said. He said, said, uh, he said, um, Mark Wahlberg said... (laughs) <laughs> said, no, true. Yeah, no, just that. inviting yourself to Christmas. It's, you haven't shown oh, yeah. up he in said, years. I, I do it you never invited me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, Which, like, that, that would work, but he's also <laughs> the worst. <laughs> he's Mel Gibson, so I, I, you know, I see Marky Mark's point here. Right. Um. So John Lithgow, they they get the Christmas tree set up, uh, and then <laughs> Velma from Scooby Doo is. She finally says, "Hey." Will Ferrell, where's your dad? We've been back for hours now. Uh, And so they go to the woods to find him. And he's being attacked by a pack of wolves (laughs) face down in the snow. Right. The wolves were very cute and were doing the the dog, like, pushing with their head and rolling over thing. I thought that was cute and quirky. I liked that. It was. I don't think they were actual wolves. (laughs) Right. They were probably, like... Huskies mixed with wolves that a lot of people have. Yeah, they were small too. So John Lithgow was in no legitimate danger. <laughs> right. Uh, then they go no, back. No John Lithgows were hurt over the course of this film. <laughs> right. Um, they go back home and they argue about the Christmas tree some more. John Lithgow snaps on everybody for not having a fun Christmas. Um, Mark that, was, that was pretty justifiable snap on John Lithgow's part. I will, yes, I will say so. Yeah, had it been Mel it was, Gibson, it was, it, was a, it was a very like white suburban dad snap too. Correct. Right. He, he just said, "He yeah. just said, have fun." <laughs> he said, "Damn it," which is about the worst he gets. <laughs> right. right. John Lithgow nails that role, the suburban dad. Yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg right, he, finally he really did play it in uh, "How I Met Your Mother." 
and um, Third Rock the from Bigfoot, the Sun. The Bigfoot movie. And the Bigfoot movie. I forgot that, John Lithgow uh, was in How I Met Your Mother. Who did John Lithgow play in How I Met Your Mother? He was He's Bonnie's dad. dad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're they, right. They find uh, they find a Bigfoot and they name him uh, Harry because he's Harry, right? And Harry the Hen- and the Hendersons, <laughs> right? Oh, what else the- happens in this movie? <laughs> back to the movie. Um, Mark Wal or John Cena's daughter turns the air back up. Mark Wahlberg convinces her to turn it down three degrees. <laughs> um, <laughs> now he, he got four. He went from eighty-five to eighty-one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell argue about the tree some more, and Mark Wahlberg makes Will Ferrell spill hot chocolate all over himself. <laughs> Wait, he thinks it's uh, makeup yeah. cocoa. Yeah, he, <laughs> but it was actually hot cocoa for his dad. Um, not for him. <laughs> He's he gets upset. Um, they argue about the Christmas tree some more. They agree to split the money, and then they all go bowling together. And this is, uh, I think, the point in the movie where it kind of starts to go off the rails, which is a benefit to this movie. Like, everything up to this point has been fine. Mel Gibson was a little off the rails, which made it funny (laughs) um, because he's just playing Mel Gibson. (laughs) Um, But after... The the bowling scene is is a linchpin for this movie to turn into what it is to become. I said before I hit play when we were watching this, I said everything changes after we watch Daddy's Home (laughs) 2. And you guys didn't believe me. But turns out I was right. I didn't yeah, even think you... I believe. <laughs> but here we are. It's time. They go bowling. Mark Wahlberg is just absolutely cracked at bowling. I mean, he throws mm-hmm. like like strikes without looking. So is Mel and Gibson. So does Mel Gibson. He's also cracked. Um, but Dylan, the son, is not cracked at bowling. And he uses the the um Kitty rails. The kitty rails. And Mel Gibson says, what's with all this kitty stuff? Take the rails off. <laughs> he convinces Dylan to take the rails down. And then this poor kid, this poor, poor kid just throws gutter ball after gutter ball after <laughs> gutter ball. And, and, and some some awful kid behind him goes, this yeah, kid's about to get a perfect kid. Yeah. This kid, this kid points him and goes, this man has got zero. Points <laughs> <and> laugh. <laughs> laugh at this user. And, <laughs> laugh at this bowler. And then everyone in the bowling complex comes to watch this one bowling they start, game. They start taking bets on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some guy who's just like reaching over on the people just, taking the cash out of He's just like a bookie. He's <laughs> a bookie at a bowling alley. I and mean, then uh, he, like the, the kid's throwing tensions. <laughs> he's giving up. He's ready to just throw himself. Yeah, then, then we get... We get we get a nice, very wholesome Kurt or um, uh, Mel Gibson moment. Kurt, Kurt Russell moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. I guess his name is Kurt in the movie. His name is Kurt, right? <laughs> is that what's throwing you off? I think so. Um, yeah. So we get we get a grandpa moment with Mel Gibson, where he um, he has the grandpa talk with Dylan, and he says, "Look, Dylan." Don't be such a baby and don't be a woman <laughs> and throw this bowling ball. And so Dylan, he goes for it. And the whole time, we're also betting. Like, we're sitting right. here watching this movie. And we're like, okay, all right. Is he... Is it, is it going to be a bait and switch? Or is it going to be he gets the strike and everyone cheers and goes crazy? And it was a little it bit was, of both. It was kind of both, yeah. Uh, they bait and switch the bait and switch. So the bait and switch is it's going to go to a gutter ball. But then it curves back last second and he hits one pin. 
He knocks down <laughs> one pin, and he just he gets so excited. It's such a wholesome moment for this kid. And everyone else in the bowling alley got it, so hyped. It was great. They were all so happy. Great. The bookie, the bookie was happy. He made a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> he broke a ton of kneecaps. <laughs> um, so then, um. They they go like shopping or whatever. The wives go shopping while um, the kids go to Santa. Like they go to talk to Santa. But Mel Gibson takes Dylan out to get coffee beforehand. He hits on the barista at Starbucks. Um, and then they get in line for Santa. Um, in line for Santa, Dylan asks for a shotgun. Because I presumably Mel Gibson told him to ask yeah, for that while it, they were at Starbucks. Right. Yeah. It, it showed like Mel Gibson whispering the like 20 gauge shotgun. Yeah. Um, then Dylan backs out and says he doesn't want a shotgun. And then Mark Wahlberg's daughter hops up in Santa's <laughs> lap and she does want a shotgun. <laughs> and she makes it very clear that that is what she wants. And she, she will, says, he, and I quote, I will take one shotgun, please. <laughs> I would like your finest uh, katana, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that happens. Uh, we cut to the wives shopping, Christmas shopping. And Mark Wahlberg's wife starts shoplifting tries to convince uh uh what's her Velma. name Velma from Scooby Doo to shoplift who is and Barton's wife right correct the mother of Mark Wahlberg's children um and she won't do it and it's a whole thing it doesn't really pay off that part it, it, that part of her yeah. character does not get resolved I think that was that was no. just like building tension between them two to show they don't like each other right, cuz she she Velma doesn't like uh Marky Mark's new daughter cuz she's kind of like misbehaved and uh, keeps on turning the thermostat up and doesn't listen right. to anyone she's, and also she's, she's, yeah, she's just like a spoiled rich girl and she's also yeah. an alcoholic Right. Well, I mean, who who at nine years old isn't? If I was Mark and Mark's daughter, I'd probably be that If I was John Cena's daughter, yeah. Well, now she's Marky Mark's. And then that scene leads to the security guard just threatening a woman, right? Yeah. So she comes up, and they Velma thinks it's going to be the security guard telling her not to shoplift, but in reality, he's just like, "Hey, is this is this lady bothering you?" And it was that was it was pretty funny, I think. Um. So they go hunting together. The whole family goes hunting together, and this little girl. This is where she becomes my favorite character of the movie because she's just playing Mel Gibson, but she's a nine-year-old girl, and she's just ready to shoot this turkey. I mean, she's got the gun ready. She tells Mel Gibson to shut up. She aims the gun at this turkey. It starts running at her, but Will Ferrell and John Lithgow try to distract her by naming the turkey so she can't kill it. Um, turkey hits the little girl. Little girl shoots Mel Gibson in the arm. <laughs> and then everybody's like freaking out. And then this girl just goes and lays out two turkeys in a row. <laughs> She also proceeds to point the gun directly at Mel Gibson's face, which I thought was funny, I think. And she shoots both of these turkeys, and Mel Gibson turns and he says, man, maybe getting shot was worth it. Or something. (laughs) And it's an incredible scene. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Uh, Then they go to the hospital, because Mel Gibson got shot. And Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson 
get into a little they tussling have, like match. a little little bear fight. Yeah, and then this is where the uh, the the plot of the plot point of are Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg gonna tell each other that they love each other? Which I don't. Did they? No, no, <laughs> they did not. not. There, there was a lot of build up to it, but yeah, I guess they didn't. They decided not. They decided to leave. They that they, one. Exp- they expressed that physically. Uh-huh. They, yeah, they're, they're they're saving that one for Daddy's Home Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they leave the hospital, and then the dads are like, "We need a dad's night out," and so all of the dads go to improv, and a good time is had by all for a moment. Don goes on stage because Will Ferrell tells him to. Uh, Mel Gibson goes to sleep with a woman and leaves. Um, and then Mark Wahlberg, because he's sad that his dad isn't there, yells out to John Lithgow, do one on divorce. Because, yeah, it had set up John Lithgow getting divorced or be having marital troubles right. and then kind of rushed over it. Um, so John Lithgow finally admits to his divorce and improv makes Will Ferrell sad. And he's also angry at his father. Um, it's a fun little bit. Everyone thinking that that was all still improv. I liked that bit. Yeah, that was pretty I, good. I, I hate improv. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> um, Mark Wahlberg and John Lithgow get into an argument about it. Um, uh, about that, about him bringing it up. Uh, John Lithgow takes a whole bottle of rum to his bedroom yeah. <laughs> um, from the uh, bowl of eggnog because this is a Christmas movie. And then the little girls come in to drink the eggnog. See, you'll notice the, 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 the beginning part that went by pretty quickly, that was the first act of the movie. The second and third act of this movie, a whole lot more happens. <laughs> um, so the two, the two daughters who are both like nine and ten years old, get drunk on eggnog. <laughs> they get white girl wasted. They get white girl On Christmas wasted. Eve. <laughs> um, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell get into another argument uh, about that because, or, or, or get into an argument because Will Ferrell invited John Cena to Christmas because he was mad at... Will Ferrell for bringing up his dad's divorce, which I I feel like you would either be mad at your dad or mad at Marky Mark, but Will Ferrell's mad at both of them, which I get it. Emotions are high. His parents are divorced. Um, So John Cena shows up to Christmas and they all go and are in a nativity scene together, like a live action nativity (laughs) on Christmas Eve. Uh, And And it's it's not like like a play. It's just the, they just just stand. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, which is it's. <laughs> I it was another quirky uh, wolf feminism. No, 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 <laughs> no, this, no this is a real, a real, thing. real life thing. Um, and it's the only thing that Mel Gibson takes seriously. Which yeah. is funny. Like it's the. He's just like he's just like I want a bit of respect. <laughs> yeah, which again makes me think that Mel Gibson was not playing a character in this and was just himself. Yeah, I that must have been the most tense say on set. <laughs> it's it's just. That is funny to me, given Mel Gibson directed Passion of the Christ. <laughs> right. Which makes it way he, funnier. He was probably the one who was like, okay, we need a nativity scene in this. Um, but uh, Mel, I mean, this is more of a Christmas movie. They're just going to spend time together and have fun. We need a nativity scene. <laughs> um, and I want Jesus to be brutally, brutally murdered. <laughs> I want to show the whipping and everything. I want to make it the most gruesome movie you've ever seen. 
No, no, this is the birth, birth of Christ. No, no, is, I don't care. Christ, but Jesus is just a, a child, Mel. He's, Maybe he's we need to turn it down. <laughs> I don't care. He lived the whole life of hardship. We need to show it. Um, so then arguments break out during the nativity. Mel Gibson gets mad because they're in the nativity, and he says, let's take this outside of the nativity scene. But they're all still in their nativity clothes. Yeah. And they, it's almost like a physical like, fight. They walk like three seconds away. Yeah, right. Like they're about to like duke it out, physical fight. Uh, and yeah, then they, was, just, they was pushing, they was shoving. And then it just turns into a snowball fight, which is funny, <laughs> and I like that. Um, and Mark Wahlberg hits John Lithgow with a snowball, and he falls over dead. <laughs> and then they pick him up. And, <laughs> John Lithgow gets multiple concussions in this movie. <laughs> which will that, – that'll come back at the end when I give my fan theory about this movie. Uh, will Ferrell <laughs> makes an ice ball to throw at Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg says, hey, if you throw that ice ball, we're no longer co-dads. Like, you can, like, we'll just be a normal divorced family like everybody else. Um, and then Will Ferrell throws it at Mark Wahlberg and hits his dad again right after they've gotten him up. <laughs> so he dies twice. <laughs> um, this is the about the fifth time that he dies in the course of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. And so the 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 perfect divorce family they they break up and they all go their separate ways on christmas day they pack up their presents they hop in their they cars I, I do like the, the little bit that they have while they're fighting where they're like i'm gonna still respect you because it's the right thing to do for my kids but behind the scenes i'm gonna hate you <laughs> yeah yeah i liked that that was that was it's funny awesome. i think um yeah so as they're leaving um, it gets real snowy and an avalanche happens and John Lithgow, because he's got a concussion, says, <laughs> says, do you think the snow caused the avalanche? And then the park <laughs> ranger's like, yeah, I think the snow probably had something to do with it. And it was pretty funny. It made me laugh. Um, uh, and so then, then, then this is about when the movie just goes completely off the rails. This like, is was, when the movie te- loses. It was teetering it. off the rails. Like it was, it was hanging on by a thread. This point, the thread is burnt to a crisp. <laughs> this, is when, this is when the movie becomes the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. This movie, the first two acts of this movie are pretty standard bulk comedy. Like, like right. you know, it's a, it's a fun little comedic Christmas family movie. Then, and then you then, then you get to this part. You see this, and it. it, it Everything changes. Everything perceptions of how films should work. Everything <laughs> changes after Daddy's home too. So they go to quote to quote a great man. It's like a roller coaster ride into your own grave. <laughs> it's a slow, steady descent into madness. So they go, and and the only place that's open on Christmas for them to get warm and eat while the roads are closed, is a movie theater. And everybody in this town is going to this movie theater. They're all going to see movies. Every movie is booked, except for a Liam Neeson movie where he's, it's a dad, it's a dad comedy, but he's also a tank driver. It's missile toe. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that that's the movie they wind up going to see. And... Mark Wahlberg and his family and John Cena and their family are also all three in or, or all three families are in this one movie and they're all in the front row watching this movie. John Lithgow once again starts talking about the snow and Bill <laughs> snaps on him. 
Because <laughs> he's got a concussion. And he's Will Ferrell abuses his elderly father <laughs> with a brain injury. And and I'm pretty sure it's Liam Neeson's actual voice. And he says something along the lines of like, uh, something about dads and, and how being a father involves, you know, doing things that you don't like and yada, yada, yada. And Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg glare at each other like, we should make up and then they don't really at the moment um i looked it up by the way then and it it genuinely is liam neeson in mm. as an unvoiced uh uncredited cameo good for him yeah um that's better than most of the roles he's been in recently so they <laughs> they get out of the movie and dylan sees the girl next door and everybody's starting to make up so they're all talking to each other because they're all there <laughs> and he sees the girl who he had a crush on and Mel Gibson's like, hey, go kiss that girl. Remember what I taught you, go kiss the girl. And Dylan's finally like, yes, I'm going to do it. And he starts running towards this girl to kiss her. He's about it's, to get it's a, some. It's a big setup. Uh, the, his sister and stepsister are holding mistletoe over her head. Uh-huh. She wants him so bad. She does. <laughs> she wants this guy so all, bad. All of the parents are like looking at it. Like, <laughs> Can't wait for Vel- Velma's rushing to get her phone. She, she beats up Will Ferrell to steal his phone. I mean, every single person in this in this movie theater is staring at this kid, and he just runs up and he kisses John Cena's daughter, who is his stepsister. And- <laughs> and then they show the reactions of everyone and everyone's just horrified except for Mel Gibson yeah. who's, like, who's just really cheering. into this he's so happy about it and then he uh, he sexually assaults her <laughs> not not Mel Gibson the, the child <laughs> he, he, he slaps her on the butt because that's what Mel Gibson told him to do with the ladies <laughs> Oh, he says something too. He's like, like, yeah. He's like, he was like, like, I'll I'll, I'll call call you later, baby doll, or something. Yeah, he calls her baby doll, smacks her on the butt. (laughs) Um, wow, (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie. Um, so that happens, and then, uh, um, I'm (laughs) struggling to follow. Marky Mark and Mel Gibson have like this sort of heartfelt moment. Um. Will Ferrell starts singing <laughs> as John Cena gets okay. Here's what it is: John Cena gets mad. Uh, well, yeah, that- John, John Cena tries to take his his daughter away yes. from these these weird incestuous freaks. <laughs> right. John, John Cena does the same thing. John Cena is the goes, most sane person in this movie, <laughs> and he goes, "No, um, I'm leaving." Yeah, and, and yet Mark Wahlberg tries he to says he was on. He says he was on Ice Road Truckers season three, <laughs> which is the best. I season. don't know why I remember that. Right? Um, you remembered the season. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, and so they 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 start talking, and Mel Gibson tells Mark Wahlberg to bring the hammer down on his stepdaughter, and he just looks at her like he's about to. He's really mad. He says, "Listen here, young lady, I love you," and she's just absolutely shocked. And then Mark Wahlberg just starts telling everybody that he loves him, including John Cena. And John Cena's just like happy to be part of the family. And then he looks over at Mel Gibson and he's like, now we'll get there one day. Not right now. 
Maybe maybe next time. Maybe uh, in Daddy's maybe, Home maybe, 3. Daddy's Home 3. Sully, Daddy's Home 3. <laughs> um, he said he said maybe a birthday, you know. Right. <laughs> and then um Will Ferrell starts singing. Mark Wahlberg starts singing. Yeah, he's, he sings the song that was set up earlier that Will, or that Marky Mark hated because his dad was macking on young women. Yes. And he, his dad is still macking on young women while Mark Wahlberg <laughs> right. is singing it this time, but this time he's listening and it gives him a thumbs up and a smile. Uh, <laughs> John Cena comes up. John Cena can't sing to save his life. Everyone is happy. Um... And then they all go home, and they go to drop their dads off at the airport. But Will Ferrell's mom is coming for New Year's. Uh, Mel Gibson and John Lithgow decide to go to Vegas to pick up women. They, they become best friends. <laughs> they become. I, oh, best I can't friends. wait. I can't wait for the granddaddy's home. <laughs> I would love that a spinoff where it's just the two of them trying to pick up Mel Gibson and John Lithgow picking up women in Vegas would be the most incredible movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I yeah, I, I just want it. I want it so bad. That movie would make one Mel Gibsillion dollars. <laughs> um. So then, uh, Will Ferrell's mom shows up with her new boyfriend. <laughs> yes, and we were, we were all like trying to guess who who was going to be the new the new step grandpa. I was thinking Harrison Ford. Right. I think I said that it would be um John Cena's dad. Mm. Like none of us. Character, none yeah. of us could have. None of us were known. right. None of us could have guessed how great of a reveal it was, <laughs> because it was Sully Sullenberger, <laughs> the man who landed his plane in the Hudson River. It was just. It was just straight up. Actually, him. Uh huh. It wasn't Tom Hanks playing we, him. We we were like at first we were like oh it's just some random dude. It's just some and, old guy. <laughs> and then and then Marky Mark's like isn't that Sully? <laughs> and, and instead of. Uh, Will Ferrell, he goes to embrace his new father as as his kids have him, and he runs away screaming, "You're not my dad, and you can't replace him." Right. Throws he, he some poor woman's luggage, luggage. <laughs> <laughs> throws it away, and Mark Wahlberg's like, "No, he's a really nice guy," <laughs> because he wants to and be the, friends with Sully Sullenberger, <laughs> right? And that's how the movie ends. Yeah, and we watched it, and when it ended, we stood up. And we collectively clapped. Yeah. And how and I, incredible. Tears of joy. <laughs> I mean, basically, fr from the time they get to the movie, I, really, honestly, from, like, the Santa shotgun scene on, really, yeah. the bowling from the bowling alley on, <laughs> this movie is incredible. Like, every single thing that happens was making us laugh. By the end of this, by the time we got to the movie theater... We were already on a laughing roll because, you know, that's kind of how <laughs> comedies have to work because not every joke is going to land. But if you hit them quick right. enough, people get rolling and then they laugh at everything. And we were already on that by the time we got to the movie theater. But then the movie theater just jumped the shark. And it was so funny. Like every <laughs> single thing was just like making me belly laugh. And then at the end when Sully's there, like, <laughs> like nothing could have prepared me for this movie. When when Marky Mark and his dad kissed on the lips, we cheered. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is a thing that happened that we forgot to mention. <laughs> we did forget and to jo mention. And Josh predicted that, like, at, as soon as Will Ferrell and John Lithgow kissed on the lips, he said that that this is that, that's that's going to happen at the end of the movie. Marky Mark is going to kiss his dad like that. 
And Mel Gibson's like response to it was also funny. He was like, I think that's something you have to kind of do from, <laughs> yeah. from a young age. I, th- I think we missed the window of time to do that. <laughs> He's right, you know. He I, is. I, I genuinely wanted Daddy's Home 3 of more Mel Gibson. Like yeah, I, I, same. I had that or a spinoff with him and John Lithgow in Vegas trying to pick up women. I just want a Mel Gibson movie like this again, where he's right. not a horrible person. Well, I can forget <laughs> that he is a horrible person in real life. Where, where he's playing a horrible person, but a funny version of Funny, one. horrible person. Right. Apparently, uh, Marky Mark was like, I want Liam Neeson for Daddy's Home 3. So I, you know. It I will just, happen. I, I believe. Inshallah. It will happen. <laughs> Who would Liam Neeson play? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. He plays Liam Neeson. He just, he plays, uh, uh, so Marky Mark's mom also has a new boyfriend and it's the step granddads. I don't think Marky Mark's mom is in the picture. I I think that's a plot point from the first movie. Mm, Probably. Possibly. Maybe Um, it's, uh, um, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> they're, they're, what they what they will have to do, like the only way they can do a sequel with what they've set up is they have to wait about ten to fifteen years until the kid can become a father, and mm. then then you have the the the, <laughs> the lineage continue. <laughs> the Daddy's Home franchise. Well, you know what they say about like divorced families. Like you're you're significantly more likely to get a divorce if your parents are divorced so it's i mean it's only a matter of time for those kids those kids are screwed like they're gonna get divorced for sure well i mean one of them shot their grandfather so they're (laughs) right you know one of them's mel gibson got got drunk on christmas eve at a nativity scene (laughs) (laughs) also we didn't even mention that at the nativity scene will ferrell just forgets he has another child and leaves him <laughs> he just tries to leave his yeah. baby and Mel Gibson's like hey that's your kid right and he's like thank you <laughs> oh Mel Gibson and his son boxer uh, like they fight in a hospital it's so great yeah uh, I just I love this movie God bless this movie alright fan theory time <laughs> <laughs> because it ties into a movie we watched three weeks ago which was Planet of the Apes if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a pretty good one. So, Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes. One of the things we talked about in that was, was we talked about how that movie could possibly take place in the same universe as the um, the uh, given Josh's theory that it's a separate monkey un- like it's a separate monkey planet. That movie could take place. I still, I still resent that. The same. That movie could we've take moved, place. We've moved from that. Okay? <laughs> we, we've moved on to items theory. That I have I haven't. I haven't moved on. So, I'll never move on. So, with that in mind, I was like, well, I guess theoretically, it could take place in the new batch of Planet of the Apes in that universe too. And when he goes back to Earth, it's just that Planet of the Apes because he travels through time. Mark Wahlberg's father in this movie is was an astronaut. And he was a spaceman who worked with chimps. So now that they've reconnected and Mark Wahlberg doesn't resent his father, I think he probably goes into the space program because he wants to become an astronaut and he does. And he works with chimps. And he is the same character from the Mark Wahlberg, Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes movie. John Lithgow in this movie, after suffering multiple concussions and then getting really, 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 really wasted in Vegas on hookers. Uh, becomes his character from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And um, I don't know how James Franco plays into all of it, his son. 
I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Dusty is James Franco. James Franco. James Franco is not actually John Lithgow's son. He's just his carer. Mm. But because no, John Lithgow, there's, there's a caretaker in that movie. Country. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's, no, he it's, is he is he is his his around. son in the movie. Nah, he just swaps him around. Or he or, arrives, or, he arrives or, as the other caretaker leaves. Or it's a son's home situation. <laughs> Mm. Well, I, I was thinking, like the new. I was thinking about it. What if Daddy's Home Three is um, the the two dads accidentally become new fathers? Like you know, John Lithgow remarries, so he has a new stepson, and then uh, Mel Gibson accidentally knocks a girl up, so he becomes a new dad, and that's the it branches off into into new. We're about, Josh, we're talking about Planet of the Apes. Um, hey, come on, man. I, Stay I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. Cause you know how they set up in this movie that Will Ferrell and his dad, they don't like to share like, like sad moments with each other. That's why he waited six months to tell him he got divorced, all of those things. So mm-hmm. he, since he couldn't, since, um, Will Ferrell couldn't move there to take care of his dad. Cause he's got two families to watch out for. He hires James Franco to play him. And James Franco is pretending to be his son and develops an actual relationship with him. He's pretending to be his son so that uh so that he can So that Will Ferrell doesn't have to. <laughs> right. So that Will Ferrell can stay with his with his family. And then all of the planet of the apes happen while Mark Wahlberg from this movie is in space and everyone dies. So yeah, and then when he comes back. So this movie is basically a prequel to both the Planet of the Apes remake and the Planet of the Apes prequel series. Is what we're getting at. Yeah, essentially. And I stand by it. You can't convince think, me. Otherwise. I don't think very many people would dispute that. There's there's too much evidence to support it. <laughs> this is a classic Planet of the Apes reunion episode. So many players in the Planet of the Apes franchise. Was Mel Gibson in any Planet of the Apes movies? Probably. Yeah, he probably yeah, played he one played, of the apes. He played the, he played the evil monkey in Tim Burton's. <laughs> right. I'm googling real quick. He he's I don't believe he's been in any Planet of the Apes, no. Yeah, unless he was in one of the originals, which I doubt. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. No. I Gary Oldman was in uh was in a Mel Gibson movie. Say G- Gary Oldman without the R. <laughs> Worst mistake of my life. <laughs> Is Gary Oldman I, also uh, anti-Jews? No, no. I just got down a Google rabbit hole. Apparently, Gary Oldman <laughs> joined Mel Gibson's anti-Semitic movie called Run by Jews. And Gary Oldman was tabbed to be in it? I, I don't think so. I think that was more Gary Oldman just does most movies that he can. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think that's one you, you do. Regardless. Anyway, all right. Also, back to the point. We're, we're talking about we're, we we got we got a little distracted. Daddy's home too. Um, yes. it's a perfect movie. That is all. It is. It is one of the movies of all time. It's. I mean, it's close to perfect. It, it's certainly the best movie you know? watched so far. It's the only movie yeah. we've all been into, um, <laughs> right? Like it. It's just. I, it, there like, are no words. I, it's so it's so out there, and it's so so off the rails during the third act of this movie, 
that it's really hard not to get sucked into it. And if you go into this with a mindset of like, this movie's bad, it's going to blow you out of the water. And especially if you watch uh, Max Payne and Planet of the Apes, two weeks <laughs> leading up to it, this is the greatest movie of all time. Absolutely. Because it, 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 this movie's weirdly heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it's incredibly heartfelt. I, I, I just. Like, it's. Great. It, 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 it's heartwarming, genuinely heartwarming, and it. it yeah. This, mo- this movie made it. this movie made me feel things. You remember feelings? <laughs> I'm that remember, remember, like fourteen a, years old. <laughs> remember watching a movie and making it, having it make you feel something. Um, apparently, <clears throat> I I was just down the Google rabbit hole. Apparently, <laughs> this movie directly led to the making of Father Stew. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's newest movie that's apparently really good, but I still haven't seen. Father mm. Stew is in the Daddy's Home universe. So, <laughs> so Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg connecting in this movie. Mel Gibson told Mark Wahlberg about the story of Father Stew, which led Mark Wahlberg to get the movie made. And he consulted mm. the son of um, or, or Stew's dad father of father stew consulted his dad and mel gibson those were the first two people they consulted um for the for this character interesting fascinating look at that um no watch this movie this is yes. the first one i've said it about <laughs> no, genuinely watch this movie watch this movie i mean i'm i'm, I'm being serious it's the, it's the only one so far that i'm like yeah no we should people should watch this this is this was a fun Right, like it. I just, I had a nice time watching it. Which is I don't kind think, of, I don't think there was a single scene in this movie that I didn't enjoy. Exactly, exactly. Where, whereas is, with most of the movies we watch, there's maybe be, a single scene that I do enjoy. This is the last time you will ever hear us talk positively about a movie <laughs> for a very long time. I, I will right. say the the slapsticky stuff. I'm not a huge fan of, but it was fine because they they didn't really overdo it. Um. That that's kind of Will Ferrell's shtick, and and I don't love right. it. I'm not. I mean, I was a huge fan. And I like I liked it more in this than I expected to. This movie it, was no great. like Anchorman two. Not, you know, like it right. wasn't that over yeah. the top with it. It also it, it wasn't like too out there. Like most of the slapstick is just Will Ferrell falls down or uh, a man John, walks into something. John Lithgow <laughs> gets nailed with an ice ball and Mel Gibson gets <laughs> shot. John Lithgow gets shot. Um, but it, they drive like, a snowblower on a car. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're like, it's not too out there. But they drive a snowblower. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 thinking, I'm thinking like... It's like a 10-minute long scene of him just flying around on a snowblower that was sucking up Christmas lights. No, I'm special just, I'm effects were pretty like, solid. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. Thinking, I'm thinking like... Even like all the stunt yeah. stuff was, was pretty great, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's all pretty... Like, it's not... This is the first time I haven't seen I've seen a movie for this show, and I haven't thought this is probably some kind of fraud behind the scenes, like, <laughs> some money laundering. Scene. Right. This, this is this. It's weird that Daddy's Home Two is the movie we watched that feels like a real movie, <laughs> and, it, and, and even visually, right? So, so we're watching this, and I'm thinking the whole time, like, man, this movie is like this looks, movie looks like, like a movie, <laughs> like. like 
I don't I don't know if it was shot on film or not. I would assume not because it was 2016 and it's a it's a Daddy's Home sequel. <laughs> I was say, this is Daddy's Home. I don't think they went that this far. Is, out, this but. is Kino. All right, they but shot it, on film. It looks it looks like film. <laughs> this would be the first movie we watched that was shot on film since Phantom Menace. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, Planet of the Apes may have been shot on film, but Planet of the Apes was just ugly because that's the aesthetic. Game <laughs> right. Um, Max Payne was ugly, not because that's the aesthetic they were going for. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones is ugly because it was the first feature-length film shot on digital, and they didn't know what they were doing at the time. And so they had to compensate for the colors, and they didn't know how to do it properly. Um, Attack of the Clones or, or, or uh, Revenge of the Mid... <laughs> is is kind of ugly for the same reason. Like they still hadn't nailed it. This movie's gorgeous. <laughs> it's absolutely stunning. <laughs> and the snowy, the snow, it, like it, it, it emits Christmas time in its visuals. I love this movie. This is my f- favorite movie of all time. Yeah, honestly, calling it favorite <laughs> movie of all time. Yeah, and then uh, this would have been such a great movie to end on for Marky Mark Week, but we got something else next week. Yeah, unfortunately, we had to end with a, a horrible, horrible, god awful segue. Who and, and I, and I can wait. That? Whose idea was that? Yeah, who came <laughs> up with that one? <laughs> you guys blame me for this stuff so often. <laughs> well, yeah, but that I, this is my only one. To be fair, you've got. You've got like plans for the next ten months. Well, we about built this. out the plans together. <laughs> we, we just didn't. You just came up with them and gave them to us, and we said, "All right." Well, and <laughs> the 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 sweep we're doing after Marky Mark sweep was Josh's idea. I think that, I think that one was my idea, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take credit for that. <laughs> cool. So it, it's a group effort. All right, next week, everyone, we are watching the happening. Uh, to close out Marky Mark sweep, um, I'm not looking forward to it even a little bit. I will uh, say I'm looking forward to that more than I'm looking forward to the month after. <laughs> yes, the well, entire I'm month after will be next a nightmare. Sweep. Um, uh, M nightmare. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I like that little hint there. <laughs> that was a funny little thing that you just did. That was pretty funny, I think. All right, everybody, thanks that was for listening. Funny. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please rate and review the podcast. It helps to get it out to other people. If you're watching on YouTube, you're one of like two. So I appreciate you watching there. <laughs> Episodes go up a week early on our streaming platforms. We'll see you on the very next episode of Semi Pro. I really quickly just wanted to add, because we forgot to mention this in the discussion, uh, this will not be on YouTube. This is just in the, the streaming. Uh, there is a scene at the end after Dylan kisses the girl that... There's just a line of other women lined up to kiss him, and he's like, like he's getting some. I mean, this kid is getting it. He's getting it great. And then, out of nowhere, out pops the head of this small, small Asian boy. And it's one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. I mean, it was so funny. It was so funny. And I just wasn't expecting it. And, uh, um... And then the scene just ends, and he's just, I mean, it was great. Uh, Thanks for listening Uh, again. We'll see you on the next episode of Semi-Pro.